US inflation is heading down slowly and markets seem encouraged. Still a way to go, of course. But does this mean the Fed is going to pause? Certainly nobody is expecting that the Bank of England is going to do that. The bigger question is how many more rate rises to come and the campaign by the ECB to show just how hawkish they are. That continues with loads more speakers tonight. It's Thursday, the 11th of May, 2023. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the US dollar is down a little today. The Aussie 0.2% up, almost to 67.8 US cents, but really no massive currency moves this morning, except for the Japanese yen, which is down 0.6% against the US dollar. Bond yields are down, though, down 8 for 10-year treasuries, down 6 for 10-year bunds in Germany and for UK 10-year gilts. Two-year treasuries are down a bit more. They lost 11 basis points. Aussie 10 years, well, they didn't move much yesterday, but they fell 6 basis points on futures overnight, down below. 3.4% now. And stocks are very mixed. The Dow down ever so slightly at close in the US. The S&P is up 0.4%. The Nasdaq closed up 1%. There was a bit of a race to the finish line this morning. Whereas in Europe, it's all down 0.4% off the Euro stocks 50, 0.3% off the FTSE 100, and oil down quite a bit too as well. 1% off Brent, around 76.70. WTI is down 1.2%. So not massive, massive bond moves, given... Uh, we had an inflation print for the US last night uh, for April. Uh, Nabs Ray Atchell joins me from Sydney this morning. Uh, no massive reaction because, well, it was pretty much as expected. I mean, core inflation at 5.5%, up 0.4% month on month. The headline rate was a little lower than expected. But, uh, I mean, that doesn't make it great news, just expected news, really. Well, good morning, Phil. Yes, I think at the moment markets are in a mood where as long as they don't get an upside surprise, and, and obviously we have seen that in uh, parts of Europe, for example, to think about the, you know, the Euros, well, UK in particular, we'll talk about the Bank of England shortly, no doubt. But um, yeah, so I think just a little bit of relief, and but also sort of looking under the hood, um, sort of some sort of encouragement. You know, we, we talk sort of ad nausea about the Fed's preferred measures of inflation, which is sort of core services, sort of ex-housing related costs. Um, and core CPI services ex rent up 0.1% on the month, services excluding energy and rent up just 02 So a little bit of sort of encouragement there. Rents, which we know has been, you know, a, a big driver, you know, down they're running at about 0.5% a month. They were running at sort of 0.7% was the underlying trend a few months ago. And there was are, a big they, lip up they, in. They're going to go up anyway. I mean, because a large chunk of that is going to be determined by interest rates, isn't it? Presumably. So, well, well no. I mean, if you look at the uh, the run rate, look at Zillow uh, new rents, for example. They've been they've been moderating quite significantly. The problem is that rent inflation is measuring a stock. So you've got mm. it's a long time before you know marginal weak, weaker rent numbers actually feed through into a lower uh, average stock of rent. So it's it's a very slow moving beast, which is the reason. That that the Fed sort of wants to look through it and, and wants to look at the month-on-month rate. So certainly some signs of moderation there, but still running at um, you know 6% at an annualised rate, so still too high for comfort. Um, but the other thing was that the, um, used car prices jumped 4.4%, so that was a big sort of contributor to the uh, to the headline rise, but auction prices um, in the US have, have been coming off a lot, so that looks like it's temporary. So, so I, I think overall, reasonable encouragement that, that sort of the trend is down, albeit glacial and and you know money market reaction has actually been quite strong so yeah. you know we had about four basis points of tightening priced in for the um, for the june meeting so you know roughly 20 percent chance of a rate hike that's gone to zero 
and and the market's now pricing slightly more than 75 basis points of Fed cuts by the end of the year. That's about uh, 15 basis points, 12 or 13 basis points more than was the case pre pre CPI. And and you know the bond yield move is is pretty strong, seven and a half basis points off ten years, eleven basis points off twos. So uh, mm. so we're seeing some of that sort of curve re steepening, which uh, unfortunately is sort of more evidence that uh, some form of US recession is imminent. Right. So we're expecting a pause now from this, are we? Is this sort of like solidifying the idea that there'll be a pause? But I mean, it's it's not telling us any more than that. I mean, there might be expectations of cuts, but obviously it all depends on how fast that move down is. And as you, you I mean, you use the word glacial. I mean, that doesn't, you know, and, and yet, you know, I talked about some of the graphs yesterday that have been in the Fed's presentations where they've got inflation coming down quite quite quickly, almost as, as fast as it's rising. So, I mean, are we going to get to where the market's expecting? Well, we're going to have to if market pricing for rate cuts is to, is justified, other than an environment where we have a, you know, a, a credit a credit calamity of sorts, if you like, and we do get a massive credit mm. crunch and, you know, that sort of takes care of any any you know thoughts about what that means for inflation if we're heading for a deep recession but um you know it's still i mean i, I do think it's interesting listen to john williams who was speaking earlier in the week you know i think he's one of the the big heavy hitters on on the fomc and he's saying well you know based on our central view um you know we don't see rate uh, rate cuts in the uh uh, on the horizon, certainly as far as 2023 is concerned, but I think by saying, well, on our central view, which sort of opens up the possibility of, you know, if we if we fall short of our central expectation, then sure, rate cuts are there. And, you know, certainly our view is that, you know, the risks are that inflation will fall, you know, at least as fast as the Fed expects and, and possibly a little bit further. So as I say, there's, there's nothing in the CPI report, I think, to you know, dissuade us from that view. It'll be interesting to see what the PPI numbers show tonight whether we see you know further signs of moderation in that sort of core x uh, you know core services x housing components mm. so yeah so we see whether the input prices are, are coming down because of course i mean it, it, it does all depend as well on where we go in terms of uh, demand and consumption doesn't it so so oil's down a fair bit today and you could say well is that because you know there's recession fears but there's also a rise in oil inventories and you could say well is that because <laughs> of recession fears or is it just they've had <laughs> yeah. a fairly mild spring which is perhaps more more likely. I mean, it's, it's, the oil is very yes. volatile. I mean, fairly small moves. And uh, as I say, I've, I mean, the headlines I've seen say that it's inventory led, but also apparently there was some release from the uh, Strategic Petroleum right. Reserve. So um, I'm quite, not quite sure if that's the that's the prime reason that, okay, that so they've released some oil and nobody wants it. But um, it's generally the oil trend has been, you know, has, has, it's the first, I think it's the first rise we've seen it is. over yeah, a week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a definitely down. So it's still, it still is, you know, demand destruction is still the, the buzzword, I think, in terms but, of the, the trend in oil prices uh, at the moment. But the general direction for the Aussie dollar, looking at over the next month or so, if we've got the Fed on pause, the ECB and the Bank of England lifting, uh, I guess where the Aussie goes depends on what the RBA does in the midst of all of that, doesn't it? I think it does. Um, you know, obviously, if the dollar continues south at some point, we think that will be reflected in a firmer Aussie. But um, it's been sort of waiting for Godot as the US dollar has been coming off and expecting the Aussie dollar to sort of mechanically key off that. So, you know, I think you're right that, um, you know, the, the market still hasn't got very much priced in for the RBA. The risks are certainly that they're going to have to do, you know, at least one more rate hike and, and possibly even 
even two. We've got some key numbers coming up for uh, for wages um, later in the month. I think that will be important, but also, you know, waiting for the outcomes of things like the Fair Work Commission's, um, you know, award on minimum wage. And obviously we had confirmation in the budget that the um, 15% uh, wage rise for healthcare workers is now sort of baked in the cake from a budgeting point of view, at least. So, you know, there is clearly mm. some risks on the, on the wages side relative to, you know, the Treasury and the uh, RBA's expectations that they won't exceed 4% in an annual term. But um, but yes, on the Aussie, I think, um, you know, if we're going to get up sort of comfortably above 70, which is still the NABFX strategy view for the second half of the year, um, it's almost inevitable that uh, some support from higher interest rates is going to be part of that equation. No more references to uh, to waiting for Godot, by the way. That's the second one in a week uh, from from you guys. Just uh, on, on inflation in Australia, just today we get the Melbourne Institute uh, inflation expectations, the one-year out figure for May. It's been coming down, hasn't it, from 5.6% in January to 4.6% in April. So this will make it five falls in a row if it does come down. How useful is that information? Well, it's it's not, it's not I think it'll, it'll get sort of passing reference. But, um, you know, when we're talking about inflation mm-hmm. expectations, it doesn't seem to be, you know, one that, uh, that gets a lot of attention. But, um, you know, I think in the current environment where, um, you know, certainly the RBA is sort of insistent that inflation expectations remain reasonably well contained if we do come down to... Um, you know, closer to four percent. Let's say, we, as you say, we were four point six last month. We were at a peak of six point seven percent last June. So we clearly are seeing some moderation there. So I think those that um, you know that want to claim that the inflation expectations are well, well contained will have a little bit of uh, sucker in those numbers. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, not so contained for the UK. So the Bank of England tonight. Uh, so uh, twenty-five basis points is expected. The question is. How many more to come, isn't it? Well, absolutely. I mean, the market's got, um, you know, it's got at least, uh, what has it got? It's got at least one more and possibly two more after a widely expected 25 basis point uh, rise today. Um, so I guess the, the uh, markets will, I mean, no one expects anything other than 25. That would be a big shock if they didn't do anything or that they did 50. So market reaction is going to turn on whether the bank says anything to disabuse markets of the notion that there's at least, I say, at least one and maybe two more rate rises where this one came from. Um, you know, and, and I think the big question is, you know, a large fall in headline inflation is expected in coming months, but obviously the last couple of months, you know, inflation is surprised on the upside. And, and that's why the, you know, the, BOE, the BOE hasn't been able to be true to its previous rhetoric that on current policy settings, we're going to undershoot the inflation target on a two-year time horizon. So um, until we actually see the whites of the eyes of that expected fall in headline inflation and how that, for example, feeds into um, you know wage negotiations and wage demands, uh, it's probably a bit too soon today to expect that um, the Bank of England will push back uh, hard against existing market expectations. And, and it's been pushing the pound out this year, hasn't it? No, it certainly has. And, and again, if we get 25 and no reason for the market to reprice significantly, then um, you know we've been talking about uh, the dollar sterling exchange rate pushing up to uh, to 127 initially, and uh, you know looking at where we are at the moment, 126 and a quarter. Um, you know, there's every chance that we could actually be, um, be 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 poking against that ceiling as early as tonight. And uh, finally, a quick look at Europe because uh, there's this concerted campaign, isn't 
isn't there, by ECB speakers to sound as hawkish as possible. We've got another four of them, uh, perhaps even using the same slide pack that they seem to have out in force this week. <laughs> uh, but look, we've had mixed news as well, haven't we, over the last 24 hours? So Norway's core CPI, I mean, and none of these are big numbers by themselves, but Norway's core CPI rose 1% month on month in April, up from 0.6% last time. Household consumption in Sweden fell 1.1% month on month. Germany's uh, final inflation read came in as expected, 7.6% uh, for the harmonised year-on-year rate. But in uh, in Denmark, it's fallen from 7.3% to 5.3%. In Greece, it's fallen from 5.4% to 4.5%. And industrial production in Italy fell 0.6% month on month. The numbers are all over the place. Absolutely. And so are ECB officials, are they, in terms of uh, yes. you know, the words that they're choosing to describe the risks Well, we had one less, so, less hawkish one, didn't we? Villeroy was, was talking about marginal, although I've just seen a, a Bloomberg source report um, literally in the last sort of hour or so saying that, you know, some ECB officials think that um, you know, the ECB will be carrying on at least until September, which is, you know, there are three meetings mm-hmm. between, uh, no, I think there's June, July and September, isn't there? So that means, you know, potentially rates with a four percent with a four handle on it. Um, and then others, as you say, have sort of, as, as well as Villaroy, we had a couple more a bit of earlier in the uh, in the evening. You know, suggesting that um, you know they're pretty, they're not done, but they're pretty close to done. So um, I think the one thing they all agree on is that uh, rate hikes will be done by the end of 2023. But that's not a particularly brave call, and doesn't say whether rates are going to be three and a half or four percent. So uh, yeah, but you say four more tonight. So um, but given the you know, given the the uh, yeah the very mixed data data picture, I think it's too it's, it's data dependency, unfortunately, which is a cliche we use far mm. more often than waiting for Godot um, rings ever true <laughs> yeah there wasn't much data in wait, waiting for Godot, was there uh, one of the weaknesses i thought uh, look gavin is going to be analyzing every word that comes out of the bank of england uh, this evening and he'll be with us on the call tomorrow morning so uh, we'll be able to analyze that and whatever else is said by the ecb overnight too but we'll leave it there for now good to talk ray catch you again next time thanks phil and that is thursday morning what has happened to this week thursday morning's morning call from nab i'm phil dobby back again tomorrow morning see you then